Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. We'll continue our series on the essentials for a follower of Christ. We simply look at today, love God, love people. And we'll talk about in this series, in this particular episode, living a loving relationship with your Lord God and learning to love others the way that Jesus loves. This is the second half of this two-part study. If you're choosing ungodly things and you're expecting something godly out of it, no. If you're not going to God and saying, Lord, what is my calling? You, You know, when I think about this, they've been praying since March. Like, Lord, what do you want us to do? What plans do you have for this? What, do you, what, is, what is the decision that you want in my life, in my wife's life, as we take up and, and try to have youth? It's like that's how our decision process should be, but I don't think it's like that for a lot of us. Remember I told you last week, I believe a lot of us are just flying at the seat of our pants. And that's how we're making decisions. And then we're going, where's God? God's like, I never told you to go there. You did this. If we love God with all our heart, with all our soul and all our mind, let me tell you something, you can't love people if you don't do the first one. And, And that's important. Your relationship with God needs to be correct first before you can start loving people. Because he's talking about agape love. That, that's that love that God, your love and your relationship with God affects your soul, your mind, and your heart. And it outpours into your relationships with people. And we're called to love. It's a relationship with God. And, and we cannot be disconnected because if our soul is disconnected or if our mind is disconnected or if our heart is disconnected, it affects the way we love others. And we're not getting away from love. That, that's the, the key here because time and time again we have it in the Bible. We, we have for husbands in Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself uh, for her. It's agape love. It's sacrificial love. It is, this love is not based on your emotions and feelings. God doesn't care how you feel. In that moment, he's saying, look, what is, what is the calling that you have as a leader of the home that I have put you there? I have given you that wife. I have given you those children. How are you going to raise them? 
How are you going to wash her with the word? Right? And he's telling you, he's like, look, at the end of the day, like, but I don't feel like it. I don't care. If you love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, you're going to do the things that I've commanded you to do as a father. You, you have responsibilities as a husband. You're going to lead your home. If you're his child, you're a child of God in John 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love for one another. So if you're his child, you should have love for one another. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't feel loved by the church today. Because of division. And, and, and when I read that verse, I say, I say man, I, as disciples, we've kinda, we kind of need to get, get back to just loving people. But we can't do that if our relationship with God's not right. If you're over here trying to focus on what's going on in the world and I got to push this and I got to push that and this this thing that's happening over here is more important than the church. And what I mean by that is like you're you're freaking out because the World Economic Forum's meeting and it's like ah and it's like it doesn't matter. That's not that's going to affect the way that you love people. Cuz let me tell you something, if you're in a place where you're hurting and you're in pain, the last thing they need to hear about is the World Economic Forum. They need Jesus Christ. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no, no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friend. You know, I, that verse drives me crazy. Because you know why every time Memorial Day comes around, that's the verse they put. But that's not what he's, that's not a Memorial Day verse. Will you lay down your life for your brother or sister? Will you lay down your, your pride for your brother or sister? In Proverbs 17, 17, it says this, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born from adversity. Do that adversity. In Luke chapter 6, verse 35, and you go, well, you know, that brother, I, we're, not, we're not brothers no more because he hurt me. We're enemies. Luke chapter 6, verse 35, but love your enemies. You're not getting out of this. Right? Do good. And, and I love that because he, he not, not only does he tell you love your enemies, but then he goes right in. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is the kind... Uh, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. And if we're not, if we still don't want to love after all of that, First John chapter four verse eight says, "He who does not love does not know God, for God is love." He tells us there. Jesus tells us at the second. In verse 39 in Matthew says, uh, verse 22, uh, verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 39, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Can I tell you something? It starts with our neighbors. 
it starts with our neighbors and what I mean by that yeah it's awesome to send people out to the nations but we need to get back to focusing on our neighbors it's easy to throw money to ministries and stuff that are going out to nations that's awesome but then what happens is you say well I've done that but are you talking to your neighbors do you actually do you actually think about because I, I always tell people you're going to have an impact in the area that you're at in the sphere of influence that you're at that you're going to have the opportunity to hit more people with God than I will because you'll be able to hit them where you live where you work where you shop even where you eat you have to engage people with love and again if you're if you're if you're applying James chapter 1 verse 25 but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. The work. And God has prepared each one of us with good works that we should be walking in them. And you go, but I, I messed up. Get up. Repent. Confess. That's why we dealt with dealing with sin. Get back to the work. Stare back into the perfect law of liberty and go at it. We're on a mission. And he's telling you, like, at the end of the day, it's God that transforms us. God that transformed me. I, I don't answer to my wife. I answer to God. I don't answer to my kids. I answer to God. Their opinions are important. But you know what? The opinions of man do not influence my walk with God. You ask, who is my neighbor? You know, somebody asked Jesus that question. In Luke chapter 10, verse 29. But, but he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Let me tell you something. When you ask Jesus a question and he hits you back with a question, or he gives you a parable, oh, it's fixing to go down. He's fixing to hit you right between the eyes with something. Right in the heart. And Jesus goes on in verse 37, Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 37. He says, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell from among the thieves who stripped him of clothing and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Very important here. Okay, it's a priest. I'm a pastor. Somebody's hurting, I go on the other side. That's what he's talking about. Uh, I'm... It's not my problem. I got to keep moving. Right? So that's what he's dealing with here. And now, by chance, that priest, he came down, and, and when he passed him by the other side, and likewise, the Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. So if I'm the pastor, the priest, and I pass by, guess who the Levites are? All of you. And you go, I'm going to go on the other side. I'm not dealing with that. That's somebody else's thing. Right? They got a ministry for that, don't they? And that's how we do it. And then he hits them with probably the most worst thing they could have been said. But a certain Samaritan. Do you realize that the Levites and the priests would have prayed that the Samaritans' prayers were never heard? They prayed that daily. God, do not hear the prayers of the Samaritans. Jesus uses a Samaritan. As he journeyed, he came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. 
So he went uh, to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set on him his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when they departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care, of, uh, take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of the, these three do you think was the neighbor? To him who fell among the thieves. And he said, he who showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said to him, go, go and do likewise. The thing with us is if we think about our neighbors, God has shown compassion, mercy, love, and grace to you. And you can't show that to somebody else? God's forgiven you. You can't forgive somebody else. See, we're supposed to echo the grace, the mercy, the generosity that we have personally received from God to others. You know how we do that? By staring into the perfect law of liberty. We, we, look at, we look at Jesus Christ, we look at His Word, and we know this is what we're supposed to do, and we're echoing this in our lives. And out of that, that's where evangelism flows. Because when you're staring into the perfect law of liberty, when you're loving the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, your focus is like, man, I want people to hear about what God has done in my life. And how he loved me when I didn't even love me. And he showed grace and mercy and kindness to me. And generosity that he didn't need to give. And yet, I, 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 want, to, I want to share that with somebody else. We should be excited to do that. And if you think to yourself, well, man, you don't know where I'm at. You don't know what I'm dealing with. Man, let me tell you, God exalts the lowly. And he humbles the proud. Just stare into the perfect law of liberty. Get up. Get up. Give, give those things over to God that you're dealing with in here. In the heart. And in the mind. And in the soul. You say, you know what? Lord, you're my God. I need you to take this. I need you to help me with this. Because what he wants you to do is he wants you to be the salt and the light. He wants you to go out into the world and shine. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, it says that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. You're to echo the salt and the light and shine. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith. Man. He didn't say let us do good to some. And he didn't say that he wants some of your heart and some of your mind and some of your soul. And he wants you to help some people. He's saying you do good to all. All. But then he says here, especially to those who are in the household of faith. Especially to those who are in the household of faith. 
And Wednesday night, we're going to be talking about sharing the gospel. See, God has not called you to be a theologian. He's called you to share the gospel. God does not want you to sit here and just get fat on the Word and not do anything with it. Because if we, again, we look at James chapter 1, He's telling you, get busy, be a hearer and a doer, and go out and do the work. We just need to stare into that law of liberty. Being transformed as we step out to share Jesus. You know, if, you, if you live in a neighborhood where you walk, there's an opportunity for, uh, for you to pray for that neighborhood as you walk. You know, at the end of the day, there's so many opportunities for us, but we have to... You know, what, what a theologian does is a theologian spends all of his time, he's just like a quarterback. Quarterback watches video, he's, he's studying plays, he's like, they spend hours upon hours to do what they do. But do you know what they do do? They actually get off the bench and they play the game. They get off the bench and they play the game. And that's what we've been called to do. So what do we do? Well, one of the things we do is, I didn't ask Reuben and Michelle to open their home up. They just did it. You don't have to have Mike to start a Bible study. You go, hey, I want to start a Bible study at, at McDonald's. I'm going to meet some people up here at McDonald's. I'm going to start, we're just going to come together and pray and just read some scripture. and You just do it. You want to meet somebody at the coffee shop and, and just spend some time in fellowship and minister to them? Do it. Love your neighbor. That's just part of it. It doesn't require... I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm meeting with somebody this week. Uh, they had asked me, Hey, Mike, I need some help getting back into the Word. So this Thursday, I'm meeting with them. I was like, okay. I'll do it for a couple of weeks, and then once I get you on your path, then maybe you can join the men when we come together once a month. But we have to, we have to be willing to, to do the work. But again, are we going to actually practically apply the first and second commandment, the first and great commandment and the second commandment? Because he's asking you to do it spiritually, but as well as physically, as he's calling you to love. Because love is an action. And he finishes there in Matthew chapter 22, verse 40, and on these two commandments, saying, All the law in the prophets. I love that. He's like, hey, these are only two. Jesus took 613 and he narrowed it down to two. But he's telling you, like, when you love the Lord your God, you need to deal with your stuff. In your heart, in your mind, and in your soul. All three of those. He's saying, like, all of that, you need to, you're a new creation. And we need to deal with that stuff. And sometimes dealing with that stuff can be painful. But he wants to deal with it. But I want you to understand, it's your God. Love the Lord, your God. It has to be personal. It, has to, it can't be, okay, well, Mike's telling me to love God. I'll love God. No, it has to be personal. It's a personal relationship with God. It's your personal relationship with God. Not Mike's relationship with you with God. And if it comes back to that, I, I would tell you just simply, you know, again, just 
as we as I, one of the things I think about is just in James chapter one verse twenty five is is we spend so much time staring mindlessly into devices, right? But I love that. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. So he's not telling you just look once. He's telling you continually look at this. Continue in it. Into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. I'm going to tell you every time you confess your sin, there's a blessing. When you turn from your sin and you turn to God, there's a blessing. Because you're turning to obedience. And God will always bless obedience. And, and when we're dealing with stuff, start staring into the perfect law. Stop going to the gospel of escapism. Seek first the kingdom of God and know who, like, I, there's nothing that anybody can do to the, yeah, they can, they can kill me. They can't kill my soul. And I have to remind my kids that. Because they're like, Dad, you're, like, I was running around during the pandemic. Let me tell you something. Everybody wants to play a doctor, too. When you have a, a, an autoimmune disease and you have something called porphyria, everybody wanted to be a doctor for me. Oh, no, 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 no. You shouldn't be out in public. Seek first the kingdom of God. There's nothing anybody can do to me that my soul continues on forever. I'm His. I kept doing the work of the Lord. And I pray that that would be you. So the next time something comes up, because it'll come up, that's the world we're in today. Alright? Seek first the kingdom of God and know, know there's nothing that no man can do to you, to your soul, if you're His child. Now you take your last breath on, on earth, you're born into heaven at that moment. Isn't that awesome? Like you belong to Him. Uh, but we need to remember that you know becoming a Christian is not merely believing in some creed or, or just doing a religious activity at church it's actually asking Christ himself to take residence in your life and heart Jesus said behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in if you'd like to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ simply pray this prayer after me and mean it in your heart just repeat after me Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. I turn from my sins and open the door of my life and heart to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior and ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we would like to welcome you to the family of God. Uh, the next step, what would that be? Uh, my suggestion is always for a new believer is that they need to be in the Word of God. They need to spend time in God's Word daily. Uh, I would, if you have an iPhone or an Android phone, there are wonderful Bible apps that are free. But if you need a physical Bible, we will do everything we can to get you one. 
mailed out. So you can go to our website and go to the contact information and we will get one to you. Uh, the other step that would need to happen is you need to get plugged into a church. Uh, one that teaches the whole counsel of God, meaning that it teaches everything from Genesis to Revelation, preferably verse by verse. The other thing is there's a lot of great pastors and, and teachers of the Word of God in our area, a lot of great churches in our area. So I would tell you, get plugged into one. We would love for you to come visit us at Calvary Chapel Divine. Uh, you can go to our website, get more information about the church, more information about us at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station it's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you and I would say um, make that donation to them I hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day God bless you remember you can find us at calvarydivine.org calvarydivine.org God bless you